Welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmas, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm your other co-host. My name is Tenant Michael, a.k.a. MB, and I am excited for this week's episode. Uh, I'm feeling very refreshed. After a well-deserved Labor Day holiday, we're recording this right after Labor Day 2020, right, James? I just have to rewind, uh, a.k.a. MB? Yeah. I'm when have you started? When has this started? I, I guess I sort of keep this a secret from you, but I do like to experiment with sort of... Well, I guess you'd call them uh, alter egos, personas, almost like the way that David Bowie used to. You know, he went from uh, being, you know, a hippie, uh, Major Tom, Ziggy Stardust, the Thin White Duke, and of course the famous character Halloween Jack. So I, I sort of have um, a bad boy alter ego, MB, which is just my, it's my uh, initials, and I thought I would sort of bring that up during my uh, introduction here. Wow. So in your mind, there's Mike. And then when when things get a little crazy, there's MB. Yeah. Like, I guess when I go off on a flight of fancy or I come up with, like, a rude idea, I guess it's like, that's, oh, MB MB territory, I guess. Wow. Very, very bold of you, Mike. Although, you know, you could set yourself down a dark path. You know, all of a sudden you find yourself, you know, you're drinking, you, you sneak off into the night and kill somebody, and then the police arrest you and you go, it wasn't me, it was MB. You're right. I guess that is dangerous. Maybe I should uh, rethink my exploration of my alter egos. Hmm. I, I'd hate for something like that to happen. I'd just like to say this clearly on the, on the pod, in case this is ever used uh, as courtroom evidence. I, I believe it's wrong to take a life. Hmm. Well, I'll reiterate a point I've made uh, many, many times on the podcast that I, I think you should uh, definitely be in therapy. And uh, hmm. we'll leave it oh, at this that. This old chestnut. It's not really an old chestnut, Mike. It's, it's a pretty, yeah. you know... I think our listeners would be behind me uh, on this one. Uh, it's not exactly an old chestnut. So, Well, send us a tweet if you think I should uh, see a shrink. Um, Absolutely. But- tweet is at LT Podmas and let us know if you think Mike should be in therapy. Um, yeah. Uh, looking forward to your tweets. Uh, how, did you have a, a fun Labor Day, James? Did you? Uh, I know you're not. You don't really agree with the uh, organized labor movement. Yeah, Labor but Day. Did you enjoy just, yourself? I'm always in a bad mood on Labor Day, you know, because <laughs> I'm just so anti-union, and uh, yeah, the workers just piss me the hell off. Bring on the robots, please. Bring on the robots. So not really. I just, you know, I I uh, drank whiskey all day and grumbled. Uh, what about you? Well, let's see. What did I do? I woke up late, had a leisurely breakfast. I um, I actually downloaded a torrent of a, of a Polish movie from the 1970s, and I watched that in the afternoon while drinking a terrible wine rack brand cider. Um, <laughs> and then I read a few chapters of my the new book I bought uh, that tells the story of the lead up to the Great Depression. Very interesting uh, stuff. Wow, very, very interesting. Hmm. 
You know, sometimes I'm I do worry that we're going to appear too similar to popular podcasts like Call Her Daddy or Guys We Effed. But, uh, you know, thank you for steering us clear of that with that really scintillating tale of your of your Labor Day. Wow. A Polish Thanks. movie and a book and a <laughs> Canadian cider. Yeah. Uh, made from, I, I assume, either Annapolis Valley apples from Nova Scotia or maybe maybe apples from the Okanagan Valley way out on the West Coast. Who knows? Hey, what about apples here in Ontario? We got apples. Yeah. What the hell's well, going on? I don't know, man. My Labor Day, aside from uh, a movie and cider and uh, reading a book, um, I was sad because of uh, COVID-19. Uh, this year, there was no Labor Day parade on Queen Street in Toronto, at least that I was aware of. And it's, I was sad because I always look forward to uh, the Labor Day parade when all the workers, you know, march together in solidarity. And I always think it's fun to see the uh, members of uh, ACTRA, the Canadian Actors Union marching alongside, you know, construction so they, they workers. March, and they march in the Labor Day parade, huh? They march, yes. They're workers, and it's fun to see them march alongside, you know, uh, burly steel workers and construction workers <laughs> and truck drivers. Um, and it's it's fun for me to imagine what they talk about, like if one, an actor's there beside a guy and he's like, I was on an episode of Hudson and Rex. <laughs> and a steel worker's like, I provide for my five... Uh, children and wife and I uh, I'll probably die of uh, steel lung or whatever you know it's just <laughs> slightly different yeah I mean I don't get the Labor Day parade period what is it Glo- celebrating not being an entrepreneur there should be a, wh- wh- like when is entrepreneur day what is the entrepreneur parade when do we get a break interesting well I guess that's a that's one way to look at the Labor Day parade uh, although I must say, in the past, I have never seen people carrying signs that say, you know, proud to not be an entrepreneur, um, you know, uh, or anything like that. Or like, I have no ideas for my own bi- uh, business or anything. Uh, oh, s- silly stuff. You know what I was thinking, too, about Labor Day? Because we're, we're on the subject. Oh, yeah, we're riffing. One day of the year, it'd be nice, you know, on Labor Day, if, uh, you know, TMZ, the famous sure. gossip website... It'd be nice, if, and TV show, it'd be nice if TMZ devoted Labor Day to, you know, spreading some, you know, hot and steamy blue-collar gossip about uh, about laborers. Like, uh, just off the top of my head here, it'd be funny if TMZ had a headline that's like, uh, uh, you know, taxi driver steps out in very revealing outfit. And you see a sort of a tired middle-aged guy uh, getting out of his cab on a grainy photo, you know? Yeah, I like that. Or um, nip slip. For sixty-year-old male Italian butcher, <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> you know his his nipple just maybe he was wearing a loose T-shirt and his yeah his big hairy nipple popped out the armhole. It's got to be some kind of uh, health code violation. Um, how about this? Uh, well hung plumber caught pooing on the job. And oh, you just see a, yes. a bathroom door slightly ajar, and you see the guy's face, and he's like, "Ah, oh, no cameras." <laughs> That felt like a real era um, in entertainment uh, where uh, it seemingly every day uh, someone was getting photographed with no underwear on. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be a thing anymore. Maybe COVID has sucked the life out of that bit of fun, I guess. But but for a long time, that was the thing. Every, every day. 
that era seems to roughly, now that I think about it, have lasted from, it started at, uh, just after 9-11, and it ended just at COVID-19. <laughs> it's almost 20 years, it's I guess a 19 year period. Yeah. Oh shit, you know, it's interesting you bookended that period of time. I wonder if that will be looked back on as some kind of era. Remember that era between 9-11 and COVID? <laughs> Nothing, it pretty much sucked, didn't it? Nothing that good happened. The Raptors won. Well, I mean, they brought back Will and Grace. Jose Bautista That's all I can remember. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Not exactly the 60s, huh? Not exactly groovy. <laughs> uh, will there be an Austin Powers reboot? I, I think that they should make another Austin Powers that uh, directly addresses COVID-19. <laughs> Or, you know, and also, how about a woke Austin Powers? Really doubling down on it, so it's it's maybe not even actually very funny? Yeah. Do I make you nervous with my political opinions? Yeah. <laughs> uh. Unbelievable. Boy, oh boy. Well, um, what else is going on? How uh, How's the rest of your week been? Well, um, actually... Pretty good, because um, I have a bit of an announcement to make. If, you, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you could probably tell. I, I, I could almost sense the listeners thinking, you know, James, it seems like he's itching for something else. Like, it seems like he's not totally satisfied. He just mm. he, he seems he seems like he's missing something. And uh, you're right. Um, and I've kind of been searching for for a side project. Now, you know, I, I do the landlord tenant pod mess kind of as a duty to my building and to Mike and. Uh, but, but, you know, I do want side projects to pursue my passions and things I'm excited about and to show like different sides of myself. And, oh um, I'm not really proud. Again. You're well, not actually going to do this, are you? Yeah. I'm really proud to say I am actually launching a side project podcast oh. and uh, it's in development now and I'm really excited about it. And, uh, yeah, I think it could be big. Oh, I, I wish I had never asked you about this because you know how I feel about this. Uh, listeners, uh, James does have a side. James has a side pod and I am absolutely 100 uh, percent against it. It does not represent represent my values. Uh, it's, it's full of crap and um, you are you are not playing it. Well, I am going to play it and you're just being possessive and jealous. And that's why you have a problem with this podcast. And yes, why don't we play the clip? Here's a promo for this new Ugh. spinoff podcast I'm making by myself. Have you heard about these flat earthers? They're such losers. Well, I'm a flat earther. Wait, you're a flat earther? But you seem so cool. Ha, well, let's just say things are changing. Hi, everybody. I'm James Hartnett. For far too long, the flat earth community has been dominated by nerds and men who are hideous to look at. All that's about to change thanks to Flat Talk. Flat Talk. The first flat earther podcast that's actually cool. Each week we talk about the latest issues in the Flat Earther community and I talk about my sexual exploits all while being 100% on cocaine. 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 Think of it like a Flat Earth TED Talk in the VIP room of a sexy club. This ain't your mama's Flat Earth podcast. I can transform you from this The Earth is round and I just peed my pants. To this The Earth is flat and I just had a nasty threesome with some of today's top adult stars. Flat Talk, coming soon. Please note this podcast is in no way associated with the popular UK apartment hunting show of the same name. Flat Talk. So there you go. And um, 
And I'm really pumped about it. I think it has a chance to really, really, really. Oh, do you hear what that sound is? That's the sound of my uh, finally loser tuned. police. No, no, it's not the sound of the loser police. It's the sound of my BS detector going off. And I, I've never heard it make such a racket, actually, after that, since listening to your podcast promo. What a bunch of hooey. Wow, great, great uh, comeback there. Um, here's my opinion. The Flat Earth community, we know it's big, we know they're out there, but let's face it, it's not exactly been the sexiest dudes up to now, has it? When you see videos of people talking about Flat Earth, they tend to be kind of look like high school science teachers of bowl cuts and like weird tucked in jean shirts or something. They're not, it's not exactly hot. And I'm filling a market, I'm making Flat Earthing cool, I'm making it sexy, and I'm making it fun. And we don't give a F. So well, you made that clear in the with the, in that promo, unbelievable. Um, can I ask you a question? How much did it cost to make that promo? How much? That's a bit gauche, no? Oh, okay. I mean, we've seventy thousand dollars. Would that make you happy? S- seventy. Th- All right. Well, hope you enjoy flushing that money down the uh, toilet. Anyway. Um, I don't agree with the politics. I think it's a stupid idea. That's that's a movement that does not need uh, to be sexy. Um, so I don't know what you're doing. But um, also, I am uh, sort of looking for work right now. Uh, this is a bit awkward. But if you if you do need an intern for the show, even though I don't agree with it, I would be more than willing to uh, to help. Okay, well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you right now, it, it would not be a paying position. That's fine. Okay, well, email, you, just, email me your uh, CV. I'm just looking for more experience. All right. Uh, very good. Well, yeah, I'm excited about that, folks. So uh, keep tuned, and uh, hopefully you'll be hearing more from that podcast uh, going forward. Pretty exciting. So, Mike, um, before we move on here in our intro, uh, we should mention that we, we do have a Patreon. We do. The secret's out. The cat's out of the bag. We have a Patreon, and we'd very much uh, like to invite you, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, to come and... uh, I'm getting tongue-tied. Basically, what I'm trying to say is we have a Patreon. Please support us with uh, as much money as you can. Yes, and thank you very much to those who do. We love you. And if you can't, no big deal, but if you could rate us and review us or, you know... Tweet it. Tweet the episode when it comes out or something like that. We'd be so grateful. Please tell everyone you know about the show. And if you're supporting us, thank you. If you're not, um, consider it. But uh, there's no pressure. Yeah, it's patreon.com slash landlord tenant. Yes. Uh, and don't forget, we're on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Mass. Yes, absolutely. Um, and we were going to and I think we should make an OnlyFans. I think that's going to come, too. Yes. It'll be fun if we did an OnlyFans thing where, you know those like mosaics where it's like a thousand pictures that form a bigger picture? Yes. You know what I'm talking yes. about? Yeah, I do. If if each month or each week uh, we put out a little tiny picture that by itself you can't tell what it is, but in the end a thousand of the pegs form the image of, for instance, your, you know, your, your penis or my butt. Mm. I love that. That's actually a great idea. So what would the small images be like? Like city, li- like uh, shots of the skyline of Toronto or 
Toronto buildings um, or podcasting mics or famous Torontonians even. Yeah, uh, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> it it's might a take good a bit idea. of work, but yeah, because we're gonna need to have a thousand of those pictures and yeah, you know, have to and find someone to arrange them, them in a way and yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that though. I love that. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, oh, before we move on as well, I just wanted to give a little shout out here uh, to the bar, the Ossington which uh, for years has been a, an amazing, amazing bar uh, on Ossington Avenue in Toronto. And they announced that they're, they're closing at the end of the month, which is really sad uh, because it's an amazing bar, uh, very important for Toronto comedy. Lots of great shows there. There was, yes. you know, Don't Get Bored of Us and Leave, David Denny Porter and Tom Henry. And then Aaron Eves and I were often there. And then uh, Bottomless, Bottomless Pit. Pit. Bottomless Me, Pit. Tom Henry, Aaron Eves, you too, Michael. Um, mm. I take, you know, album tapings. My album was there. Your album was taped there. Tim Gilbert's, uh, Jackie Pirico, Chris Locke, Tom Henry, uh, Mm -hmm. loads of hilarious people. So very sad that it's, uh, that it's closing. And, uh, just, uh, wanted to thank the people there, Johnny, Katie, Nick, Kirk, um, I'm low. I mean, Anna, all sorts of people who worked there who were the best and it was a great place for comedy. And I really hope that, um, whatever they do next, I hope they open another place somewhere and, and we'll be there to support them because they, it was the best. Absolutely. Uh, it's very sad to hear. Uh, and, uh, I'm sure, um, no matter where you're listening in the world, all of your <laughs> favorite places are also closing <laughs> and who knows what anything will look like in the future, aside from just a landscape of banks and uh <laughs> i don't know the uh, smoothie bars i know well escape rooms escape rooms yeah and weed stores if you're in canada weed stores escape rooms yeah like pre pre marijuana being legalized it would have been kind of you, you wouldn't have anticipated that weed stores have almost become a nuisance you know yeah. Do you know what i mean you walk down the street and you're like oh and a weed store is going in there uh even if uh, I bet Tommy Chong himself, if he walked down the street in Toronto, he'd be like, hey, man, it's a bit much. <laughs> Even I don't think this is cool. <laughs> That's my Tommy Chong. I've never done it on the show. I can't believe you haven't done before. that on the podcast before. That's a really good one. Yeah. Thank you. So um, before we uh, we move on and, and get to our guest, Mike. Um, we did have one last little thing we wanted to do that I think should be pretty fun. Yes. So, um, as most people know, this isn't primarily a political podcast. We just sort of like to kick back and have fun and, uh, and just come up with silly ideas and, and enjoy ourselves. But, um, we do feel there, it is a bit of our duty, you know, to address some political events. Uh, basically you can't turn on the news right now or glance at a newspaper without, um, reading something about the big election uh, that's looming over us that's about to happen. That's right. Um, we, we're we getting into politics, and uh, so we even now have a correspondent. Yes. And this is pretty exciting, and he's prepared uh, a report for us uh, on on uh, this election. So why don't we, uh, we go ahead and throw it over to Bryn Potty. Hello, James and Michael, and hello, listeners. Um... I want to thank you guys for giving me a chance to talk about something that's very important to all Canadians, and I'm not talking about the upcoming New Brunswick provincial election. No, I'm talking about the Lunenburg mayoral election happening October 11th. Um, Lunenburg is a Nova Scotia town of about 2,000 or so people, considerably less than that in the winter. 
located right between Bridgewater and Mahone Bay. Now, to give you some context for this election, our current mayor, Rachel Bailey, has decided not to run for another term after she was on the receiving end of a scathing blog post from the lady who runs the hat store and had some raw sewage thrown at her by a grouchy old man who believed some kind of a conspiracy about her intentionally not cleaning the harbor or like some people in town believe that the sewage treatment plant in town is just an empty building there's there is a conspiracy about that also interesting fact about the guy who threw the uh the sewage he had a house on an island burned down on christmas day so more conspiracy stuff going on anyway she's not running again who is running is former town crier john mcgee and former high school classmate of mine, Matt Risser. They're both town councilmen. I'll try to get to the bottom of where they stand on the issues by checking the Lunenburg Facebook groups, but all I know right now for sure is that uh, Matt Risser's nickname in high school was Mustard, and uh, he was a bit older than me, and so I don't know why, and whenever anyone's asked about it, uh, he gets real sensitive, so I I don't know why his name was Mustard. And uh, John McGee... um, in his town crier uniform, was really rude to my mom one time when she offered to sign him up for a library card. She works for the library, and uh, he got mad at her for offering. So we're a Risser household here, um, but as far as any other issues are concerned, I don't know. As for the state of the race, I did run into Matt Risser on my way to the post office. I asked him jokingly how he was doing about the polls, and he very seriously answered that he had not conducted any polls. And when I asked him what he would even do with a poll if he had conducted one, he did not have an answer. In the coming weeks, I'll try to do some research into the issues and uh, where everyone stands. And if you have any questions about um, what John McGee's town criership was like, or uh, what Matt Risser was like in high school, I can answer those. Thanks again. This is Bryn Potty reporting from Lunenburg. Thank you, Bryn, for that beautiful report. Uh, we hope you're doing well out there on the East Coast. Um, and it's it's a, a nice look from an insider because Bryn is from Lunenburg. So, he you know, he said he went to high school there. He knows some of the people involved. Yeah. You won't get that kind of reporting anywhere else. Oh, hell no. Hell no. You're not getting that on WTF. I'm excited because, like you said, you know, yeah, this is like a hopefully a funny podcast that people listen to and have a laugh. But we're also, you know, now we're going to be the ones really nailing the coverage of the Lunenburg, Nova Scotia election. And, you yeah. know, I really think that could broaden our listenership and, you know, kind of bring in a more sophisticated listener who who think, yeah, sure. I like to I like to have a few laughs, but also really wonder how that how that election is going right now. And next time we hear from Bryn, I, I'm going to shoot him a message. I, I'd love to hear more about this uh this sort of vicious blog written by blog post written by the guy from the hat store. I mean, <laughs> the fact there's a hat store in a city of maybe 2000 people is interesting because that is uh, interesting. Yeah. Cause yeah. there's a hat store in Toronto. I walk by and I think I go, yeah. how is that still there? Yes. And Toronto has like 5 million people or something. Is that lids or bonnets yes, or lids. something? Yeah. No, 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 no. There, I think lids is like a a baseball cap store, but there's another one downtown that's like a, a fedora store. I forget what <laughs> it's called or College Street. I don't know. I'd also like to know uh, to get to the bottom of why this one candidate is uh, his nickname is Mustard. Mm. I'm trying to think why you'd be named that in high school, and I've got some pretty disturbing ideas floating around in my brain. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess the most obvious guess is he spilled mustard on himself at yeah. least once. You'd like to hope many times for that a nickname like that to stick. And I guess other Nova more Scotia. disturbing uh, potentialities. Yeah. Also, I'm also curious about the conspiracy about the guy's house burning down on Christmas Day. <laughs> like, it's almost is like that... he's reverse Santa. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> or is it sort of an allusion to the occult? Like, you know, like if oh. you're a Satanist, you, you, you burn down your house on Christmas Day. I don't he's know. like, I don't believe in God. You burn your own house down on your, your island. I think of your Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then after you're like, oh, sh- oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all my, all my things. Oh. <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, looking forward to more updates from Bryn. I believe the election, uh, I think he told me it's at the end of September. So we'll have at least a couple more weeks of uh, hot goss from Bryn. I, I know. I, I, I hope we're going to be able to cram all the info in. Yes. And um, it could be a Netflix miniseries. Actually, it, it's it's so uh, so exciting. You got people throwing feces. You've got <laughs> mysterious nicknames. You've got a hat store. All the elements. Yeah, all the elements. All the elements of of um, of drama and intrigue. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Mike, I feel like this was a, a good intro, and um, I think we could take a break and come back with our guest. I agree, sir. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, we've got a great guest. I'm very excited uh, to talk to her. Maggie Sirota is a writer whose work has appeared in Billboard, Spin, Rolling Stone, Paper, Glamour, Esquire, and Pitchfork. She was one of the co-hosts of the much-missed Low Times podcast, RIP. She's also one of the funniest people on Twitter. Check her out. Please welcome to the show, everybody, Maggie Sirota. Hey, Maggie. Hey, I can't wait to disappoint all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Maggie. Thanks for joining us from... Um- from Philadelphia, right? No, no, I'm from I'm in Brooklyn, but oh, I thought you I thought you lived in Philadelphia, but you're from there. I did. You're about like 15 years late on that. Okay, <laughs> it's cool. okay. Better late than never. That's what I always say. The news travels slowly. It takes 15 years for the ship yeah. with the news to get here in Canada. So it takes two hours to get from Philly to New York, and then 15 years from <laughs> for news of that move to get to Canada. Things are a little slower up north. The way you guys like it, right? <laughs> oh, we love absolutely. it. It's slow. Um, Culturally, and... we're sort of in the late 90s here, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Hmm. When I go back to Oshawa, which is the city where I went to high school, it do- it literally it does feel like it's like 25 years behind, even though it's like 45 minutes away from Toronto. It's, it's really interesting how you can time travel just by going to a smaller town. <laughs> how small a town are we talking about here? So... It's not even that small. It's like maybe I think three hundred thousand people. It was like the Detroit of Canada. That's, that's where not the a GM was. That's not a small town. My town had like seventy thousand people, and it was still like a big town. We had two really? high schools. Whoa! High school. Whoa! I know. I know. 
Did they I don't mean fight? I don't mean to brag. I know it's not polite to brag, but we had two high schools. <laughs> right, like one high right. school could not contain all of us. I should have mentioned that in your intro. I should have said she also yeah, she- <laughs> grew up in town with two high schools. <laughs> 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 James, how many high schools did you? Because you grew up in a like a rural Ontario town. How many high schools were there? For I you? did. I grew up near a town called Orangeville that was thirty thousand people, and there was only one when I was there. But since I've moved, they have added a second one called Whoa. West Side High, which seems lazy, like a poor name for a. Isn't rural... that the Save by the Bell High School, West Side? Or is no, that... you're thinking you're thinking of Bayside. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mm. my apologies. So, Maggie, before we get going, and I I hope this is going to be a very fun conversation for you. Uh, (laughs) James and I, we're Canadian, as you know. Um, Yeah. What's your take on your country's upcoming presidential election? Have you decided which candidate has earned your vote yet? (laughs) (laughs) Gee, this is a tough one. You know, there's a lot to consider. I hate to put Um, you on the spot. (laughs) <laughs> you know, a lot of things to consider. It's like, you know, like, do I want the guy who put out the aggressive climate policy or do I want the guy who, like, I don't know, like, thinks Greenland is like a a city in Denmark? <laughs> like, what do I do? <laughs> do I? I just want the guy who, like, I, you know, like, do you, do I want the rapist? Do I? <laughs> <laughs> a lot to choose. A lot to choose. Do I want the, to the wannabe to... fascist? Do I? <laughs> yeah. Remember how he? I mean, that whole thing of buying Greenland very quickly yeah. fell out of the news, just like everything does. But what a! I sort of think yeah. that's one of the few. That's like a thing I almost thought was kind of a good move. If they were sort of took him up on it, to sail Greenland. Yeah. Why not? What would world's done? largest golf course. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad America lost its chance to have Greenland. But uh, yeah, are you are you a little worried about um, Biden's like brain though? I I mean that is a concern. You know that's a concern. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if we're gonna pit brain against brain, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I guess comparatively, we're gonna, we're gonna pit pit brain against brain. Like you know uh, what? Either brain in four years is really worrying. I mean, yeah, one yeah, more worrying yeah. for sure. I, but I'm always there. Are certain kind of like aspects of Trump's brain I find fascinating. Like mm-hmm. I kind of miss that he's not doing rallies at the moment because he does these bits that I'm really fascinated by. <laughs> like, like, um, like, what is the deal with the toilet flushing? Like right. there's some there's a narrative in his head in his head that he it makes sense in his head but he can't it gets lost like when it travels down to his mouth and out where it's like why it makes sense that you have to flush your toilet fifteen times but I do not follow this at all <laughs> but I'm intrigued I'm also that- <laughs> really fond of the bit he does with the couple like the um like the married couple that are like trying to watch TV but the windmill stopped working so the <laughs> electricity went out. <laughs> and they and they talk like just like these like these like Park Avenue patricians to each other like darling <laughs> darling I can't watch Falcon Crest uh, <laughs> like I'm really fascinated by his inner world like his inner world <laughs> yeah like it's almost yeah I'd love to see like the the car like the cartoon comic strip of these two this married couple who are 
unable to watch TV because it's not windy outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or unable to flush the toilet. They just, they're surrounded by garbage bags full of their own waste. And they're just like, they have this like bird murdering windmill in their backyard. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> just endless bird carnage and they can't even like watch, they can't even watch like Survivor. Like what is happening? <laughs> I I thought that when he was talking about toilets and stuff that it was like, He's so removed from anyone who's not like ultra wealthy that he thought the only way to like relate to to like the common people was like, oh, they're toilet people. All they know is toilets. <laughs> that's, that's their world. I'm gonna you know speak on their level. I don't the know. salt of the earth toilet people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually have missed the toilet is toilet uh, thing. He brings up toilets a lot. He has yeah. this thing about um water pressure about how there's some like. <laughs> epidemic and the decline of water pressure i'm not sure which issue it's tied to i've never really kind of figured it out i don't think a lot of people have but he likes to talk about this like epidemic of low water water pressure that's terrorizing the nation (laughs) and like (laughs) which is i also i also really like enjoy when he like kind of brings up like old media gripes like to like his rally (laughs) fans and he's like and he's like talking and it's like this really like kind of gossipy like Graydon Carter and and like he waits for like his feud of like the editor of Vanity Fair and he's like wait and people (laughs) applaud that like that's like yes the the forgotten man loves your your media like your media unemployed coal miners are like yes Graydon Carter (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, we remember that spy magazine issue it was horrible (laughs) related to trump i noticed uh and forgive me for for snooping on your twitter but i saw a funny thing uh today maggie you had tweeted uh this jim morrison would have absolutely voted for trump which is very funny and i believe you're right yeah a guy who seems to be a celebrity body piercer yeah imagine that (laughs) he responded and he he like he sort of wagged his finger at you he did like a classic reply guy thing and he wrote don't put new political ideologies into the mouths of those who have passed referring to jim morrison (laughs) and and uh these people don't have the ability to speak for themselves it's wildly disrespectful (laughs) (laughs) wow thank god he's there to protect jim please don't disrespect the lizard king please (laughs) please do not Besmirch the man who used to whip his dick out on stage. <laughs> please, for love. The guy who died in his bathtub, please. <laughs> Do not disrespect him. I don't he know. He's just the like, ability to speak for himself. Yes, this, this yeah. drunk shaman man. He's, he's, no he's longer, not. You're, you're taking the, advantage. The Jim Morris, the Lizard King respecter has logged on. That's yes. such a funny thing to scold someone for. I can't. <laughs> And I checked out his profiles and he's, yes, he's a celebrity body piercer, but he's yeah. actually like a, he's a resistance guy as well, which surprised me, I yeah. will say. And his, his personal piercing web store, you can get, um, Deadpool earrings, Rick and Morty <laughs> earrings and Groot earrings and like studs and things for your septum. And, uh, yeah. So he, this guy's a great guy. <laughs> Wait, so Deadpool is fine, but I'm like crossing the line here. Like I'm the one that's <laughs> too edgy for prime time. Like what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like how am I? De- like all right. Like every boomer rock idol like turns out to be terrible. That's just like the bottom line. Yeah. Like 
Jim Morrison would be like a rich guy from Florida. Of course, he's going to be ter- an old, rich old guy from Florida. Of course, he's going to be terrible. Like, why? <laughs> it's yeah, true. Like, he uh, wasn't, didn't Chris Novoselic? Uh, he's libertarian. Like, right. He's, right. His, like, big thing, like, his big cause, I actually was supposed to interview him before um, I got laid off from a magazine that will go unnamed. But um, I, um, I was supposed to interview him because his big thing is voting like voting rights, but not in like the useful way of like combating voter suppression. Like he's, I mean, is he, I think his thing is more like gerrymandering, um, which is also, also useful, but, um, I think the more immediate threat probably right now is voter suppression, but, um, yeah. And then I got laid off and I didn't interview him, but he has this very weird, like kind of nonpartisan view of things that I don't think it's really possible to like not have a not Pick anymore. a side right now. Yeah. yeah. So he's fighting just for the very concept of voting in yeah. abstract. He's like, everyone should vote. He's not saying like who they should vote for. <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, I think I mean I think he said complimentary things about Trump, but I'm not super educated at what I'm talking about right. right now. So I can't really speak intelligently on it, but I'm gonna keep talking anyway. <laughs> you know who I saw too that is not a cool band, but uh-huh. um, I think it was the guitar player from System of a Down. Okay. <laughs> and I was surprised by because aren't I, I sort of when I was like eighteen, I liked I liked System right. of a Down. And what did he say? I, was, I but they seem like kind of like Rage Against the Machine a bit, like really yeah. wildly yeah, left. Yeah, I know their singer is like I I think their singer they covered um didn't. The singer fell in for a band who covered um, "Holiday in Cambodia" at one of the um, oh maybe the the um, VMAs hmm. or something. Which yeah, like you'd have to be pretty left to cover "Holiday in Cambodia." <laughs> yeah, but James, are you saying the System of a Down guy was pro Trump? I, I didn't get the, the guitar player. I believe oh. said something like "Trump's done a good job" or or something like that. Yeah, which yeah, is crazy because yeah. their songs seem like extreme, yeah. like <laughs> extreme left. Maybe he sees himself as a small business owner uh, and his business is <laughs> system of a down and that he's, he's done well. Yeah, maybe. The business of rockin'. Yes. <laughs> Wait, so I want to I know more about uh, Young James's uh, musical, oh, yeah. musical salad, like you and your, you know, your little town of 30,000. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, in the hinterlands. I'm- I mean, for me at like 15, 16, I actually think I started liking music strangely late. Okay. I was like when I was a little kid, I I liked the bare naked ladies who were (laughs) big in Canada. Is that like legally mandated where you're from? Yes. (laughs) And then I then I really got into the Weezer, the Blue Album and Pinkerton. Okay. All right. White guy. Yeah, that's some vibe so far. Yeah. Was it post puberty that you got into Weezer? Like you finished becoming yes, a man? And yes, yes, around Weezer. sixteen. And then yeah. you know I started. Then all of a sudden I started liking System of a Down, Tool. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> yes. Wow. So, again, I just like you. So Tool, that was like I went to high school and like so I started high school I guess ninety three. Um, so when I think of Tool, I just think of like every dude who had like an undercut. You know, like the, the shaved head, and then like a ponytail, yeah. and then um, like Doc Martens, and then like long cargo shorts. And like yeah. when I think when I think Tool, and then they had like the phallic Tool shirt. So when yeah. I think Tool, I always like think of that guy. I know it's honestly the the vibe is like guys who you feel like should need a bidet. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 
like I have a very specific smell, but that'll work too. <laughs> I listened to uh, uh, Maynard James Keenan was a guest on Joe oh, Rogan, Jesus. and I listened to oh, it. Jesus. Oh my god! <laughs> and, um, the first thing in the interview was Joe Rogan goes, "You make great fucking wine, dude." He has a vineyard <laughs> in Arizona. Ugh, god. What is that wine like? Just like just like murky liquid with like bits of garbage floating in it what the hell <laughs> oh my gosh there was a, there was like an there was an article on one of the um alt weeklies in arizona where the um the journalists went to his vineyard you know <laughs> i just it even sounds ridiculous coming out of my mouth like you know the maynard james keenan's vineyard um and he talked about I think he was playing a, a perfect circle show. And then when, when the guy wanted to ask or Pucifer or one of those, you know, like one of those like 14 year old boy bands, like, <laughs> and, um, and he said that like, when I just remember the, the, like the description of when he asked, had the audacity to ask about tool, like the description huh. of Maynard, like the very labored exhaled. And then like Maynard, like kind of, like massaging that place that that bridge of the nose like as if he was like a migraine was coming on <laughs> and then later on in the interview like he like used the really bad r word ableist r word in return okay. oh, man. In, in response to like his obsessive tool fans yeah oh my god Jeez. i'm imagining great, him great guy is what i'm saying great guy <laughs> i'm imagining him like in a suit, like taking someone around his vineyard, being like, "Old boy, you shouldn't have asked me about tool." <laughs> <laughs> I've moved beyond that, chap. It's like, okay, yeah, the guy that wears all the weird merkins on his head is real, you know, really, uh, <laughs> really put out by having to talk about his most famous band. It does so suck though, be- because like, yeah, I I still love '90s music, but you're yeah. right, like almost. All it feels like every big '90s rock star is a loser now. <laughs> so true. Yeah, or like no, my I think my favorite kind of weird like like if I had to sum up like the '90s to someone who wasn't there, like if, like rock radio, I'd be like, okay, all right, kids, sit down, pull up a juice, you know, like pull up a li- pull up a little carpet carpet square. Here's your juice box. Let me tell you some stuff. And then I tell them about how like okay, so there was a radio hit. And it was about, it was a radio hit. It was very popular. And it was about the like state treasurer of Pennsylvania blowing his brains out on live television. <laughs> <laughs> can we, can Wait, we guess? What, what right. is that? Uh, hey Man, Nice Shot by Filter. Oh, that's what that's about? Yup. By Filter. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That was like yeah. their... I mean, it's, it's their biggest song. Was it their only sort of charting hit? Like, I think they had one called Picture, and I think it was the next album. Yeah, I remember that. I wonder they if were like, sure, Nine Inch no Nails' other... backup band, right? Um, Richard or Patrick something? was in the touring band, I believe. Okay. Like, if you look at all the Pretty Hate Machine pic- like promo pictures, he's, he's in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, hey, kids... If- <laughs> like I'm just showing like a like a like a preschool class like pictures of like the night like the pretty hate machine like publicity <laughs> shots like here you go kids. <laughs> I remember in like grade ten, I uh, I bought a a Jello Biafra and Mojo Nixon collaboration oh CD. That is, oh God. I listened to it like because you know when like CDs cost a lot and you didn't have many of them, so you'd like really listen to the whole thing over and over again. And I remember like yeah. all of grade ten or eleven, 
listening to this god awful like cow punk oh god Biafra, yeah motion Nixon thing and trying to convince myself it was really good and uh yeah, it's just awful, awful stuff. Doing my math homework to Mojo Nixon and Jello Biafra. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I was temping at um I was temping at um Sirius when I first got to New York, and I was sharing an office with the guy who like ran the Outlaw Country, like the Country Show, and he told me that like he he just read me an email from Mojo Nixon one day. It's like sorry, I can't do the show today. I'm, I'm shitting blood. I guess as he got like. <laughs> He was so hungover, he was shitting blood. I don't, allegedly, oh, don't sue man. me, Mojo Nixon. I don't know. Oh, wow. Wow. I, yeah. I feel but, like that's not a thing if you're from being hungover. It's like maybe a different thing. Yeah, that's, that's, like, that's like, okay, maybe you have like cirrhosis of the liver. Like. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, I hope man. Mojo got some help. He's still, he, he's still with us, right? Mr. Mojo Nixon. Yeah, he <laughs> is. He, he, I believe he is. Um, also Mr. Biafra. Oh, let me tell you about the time I did interview Jello Biafra. Um, oh, please, <laughs> please do. This was, um, so he screens his calls. Like this was like in 2008 and, uh, <laughs> or 2009. And he had like, just like you call like his landline and his answer and you get his answer. Hello, machine. you've reached the home of Jello Biafra. Yeah, Please yeah, leave yeah, your exactly. message. <laughs> and, and his publicist was just like, all right, he screens his calls. So like, like when you get to the recording, just identify it yourself and he'll pick up. So I, you know, I call at my appointed time and he does not pick up. And so I call back. I'm like, all right, maybe he just doesn't know. We have an, all right. So I call one more time and he picks up. And he's like, oh, so that was you while I was on the toilet. And, <laughs> and he proceeds oh to tell and then he proceeds to tell me, like, in that voice about like how he ate some bad Chinese food and it was like laying waste like to his intestines. Oh god. And like I'm just like, wow, okay. All right. <laughs> Always meet your heroes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I wonder. I also wonder if, like, maybe that was like a tactic to disarm me, like, like to throw me off my game. Like, hey, here, right. think about me shitting. <laughs> my God. Well, it seems like Mojo Nixon and Jello Biafra both have delicate <laughs> digestive systems. <laughs> oh my God. Did you? Was that something you found like common in interviews? That that would people ever throw you off? Try to throw you off? You felt. No, no, no. I mean, I, I was waiting for, is that something common? Like, were people, like, were you constantly interrupting people trying to go to the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was waiting for that. <laughs> it's an old reporter's trick. Catch yeah, them on the can on the and they'll shitter. say anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I I don't think, it, actually, you know, the only one who tried was Glenn Danzig. And he oh, is just man. unpleasant. And it just, the interview just ended with him screaming at me. And it was kind of funny. <laughs> Oh, right. He, he yelled, like, fuck the village voice and fuck your agenda or something. Yeah, he thought I had this agenda to trap him. And it was like this all liberal plot because, you know, he's really right wing, right? Like, yeah. when Dan's like, but what yeah. led up to him, like, uh, just losing control? Because, like, it must have started off, like, kind of, uh, like, friendly or. No, he's not like he's not friendly at all. He's oh, okay. a fair. I usually have, like, no problem interviewing people. They tend to like talking to me, but. He's difficult. He's just like very taciturn. Like he's hard, and um, and he just doesn't like being interviewed, and that comes across. And so I like when you interview someone, you kind of save like the asshole question for the end. So it's like, so if they like get angry at you, at least you have like other stuff. 
So I don't remember exactly the exact wording of what I asked him about because it's not in front of me right now. But I asked him about a comment he made um, about the way Hugh Jackman played Wolverine. Because you know how it was like a rumor that he was considered for the role. Um, Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. amazing. (laughs) And he made this comment I thought was kind of weird. It says, like, he wouldn't have played it as gay as Hugh Jackman or something to that effect. The word word gay was in the quote, and it was just kind (laughs) of – so I asked him about – I asked him to clarify that, and he thought I was a trap. Right. And I just kind of asked him, what do you think – I mean, he must have gay fans. Do you think, like, you know, that's alienating to them? And that just set him off. (laughs) Right. Oh, God. So he's just so mad he... that you went there. Said, I guess, yeah. You. Or just, <laughs> oh, or just, man. I think you would ask like a tough question. You know, like I think when you get to a certain level, like, like not everything's going to be for a fanzine. You might get like a tough question. <laughs> right. <laughs> you might get oh, held God. accountable for something. Oh man, yeah. I I love the misfits too. Yeah. And, uh, so is the timeline kind of like when they were sort of good, it was Danzig, right? Yes. And then yes. he left and then like another weird guy came in. Michael Graves. Yes. In the nineties. <laughs> and they recorded like a whole, yeah, I know. Right. And they recorded a whole album. Um, right. Was it of he's covers? Like more, he's like, I don't like more reactionary so. than Danzig. If that's possible. Like he's in my, I think the whole band is pretty reactionary. I think for a time, like Jerry only, I think was, like playing in a Christian punk band or like a Christian oh, rock band. Right. Weird. Yeah. Weird. I, I'm just trying to picture Glenn Danzig's toilet. And in my mind, it's like a combination <laughs> leg press and toilet. So he can like, you know, build his muscles while he's taking a dump. <laughs> <laughs> well, my friend Sheila lived around the corner from, from his house in Los Feliz. So when like it went up for sale, like she went in and sent me pictures and oh, it, right. she just said she said the whole place just smelled like cat piss. Uh. Like it, it was just like <laughs> years and years of built up like cat piss. And there's just like and in the kitchen where there's like all these old boxes of like Captain Crunch that must have been like t- or like Frankenberry, you know, un- very on brand, you know, Frankenberry. <laughs> you <only eat> scary <laughs> cereal. <laughs> you only eat the scary cereal. <laughs> and everything was just like figurines and like comic book, you know, figures and just like. Is he not a married man or was he ever a married man? Cause like, I don't think he's very public. If he has a private life, he's not very public about it. Like he doesn't, I've never known him to have a girlfriend or anything, which doesn't mean, it, which is not saying he doesn't. It's just like, that's right. not things that are really known about him, I guess. Well, here's something I was saying to James before is that it's funny if you look at Glenn Danzig from like a 30,000 foot view, he's like, he's an Italian American, right? His name is like yes. Glenn and Zaloni or something? From New Jersey. From So he's an Italian guy from New Jersey, and his best-known song is called Mother. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like very on the nose. Yeah, you think, like, in another life, he'd be, like, a plumber, like, still in Jersey, and he'd be wearing, like, those, like, w- like those weightlifting pants, like, Zubas, or the, is that what they're called? Like, But would he still yeah. have the devil lock and, like, the, the black eye makeup while he's, he's fixing like, your toilet? Or Yeah, he's like, I like horror movies. <laughs> okay, 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 cool, the clog's over there. <laughs> I squirted some red food coloring in your toilet so it looks like blood. I think it looks cool. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no, no extra char. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I was surprised when I first, like, first saw Danzig, uh, like, a solo video well after... I had heard, listened to the Misfits and it was really, yeah, I, I watched the video for Mother and really not what I expected. Just his yeah. entire vibe. Yeah. 
After Which one did, did you watch the Mother 94 video or the original <laughs> Mother video? Oh my god, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It was just sort of him in a in a sort of a sleeveless tank top. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just kind of looking like a guy from The Sopranos. There wasn't was it was there like a dancing blonde woman and was it a uh, black and white? No, no. It was more uh, a concert film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you know. You know, like, stop making sense. <laughs> yeah. He comes out in that big suit and he starts dancing around. <laughs> hey, Maggie, have you seen... So I downloaded uh, Glenn Danzig's... I think it's from earlier this year, his horror movie debut, Veronica. Oh, God. I have not seen it. No, but I've so, heard it's like... Um, I've heard it's like accidentally brilliant or yeah, accidentally I'm, hilarious i'm not sure which one it's quite unique it's very him and I, mm-hmm. i'd say it's worth you i think would enjoy it i didn't watch the whole thing i watched it's like a anthology film in i think three parts and uh i watched the first part and it begins with a woman uh so he wrote it directed it did uh the music and probably the props and ma- i don't know but everyone seems to be german or french in it the actors it begins mm-hmm. with a woman tied up and another woman who is Veronica, this character. Uh, she has very sharp fingernails and she pokes her like into her eyes, mm-hmm. and takes her eyes out and the woman dies. And then later, I believe the Veronica character, she's with a guy and the guy takes her shirt off and you see that she has transplanted <laughs> eyeballs to where her nipples should be. Wow. <laughs> and they can cry. Whoa. So that's they from the, mind, the twisted mind of Glenn Danzig. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Whoa. Yeah. I try to imagine like Glenn Danzig like at a film festival and like him <laughs> and like like him go, like going up to Marty Scorsese and be like, "Yo, hi. I'm a film I'm a filmmaker too. Nice to meet nice to meet you." Oh. Nice to meet you, Glenn. Uh, what what kind of movies do you make? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know they're sick. They're really they're really sick. <laughs> you twisted. You will... <laughs> You know how nipples are nipples? Well, I had an idea. <laughs> What if they were eyes? (laughs) 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 Looking to rent a flat in the UK? Tune into Flat Talk, the UK's number one podcast about finding and renting a flat. Each week, I talk to lovely people around Britain and ask them how they found their flat. Please note this podcast is in no way associated with the Canadian Flat Earther podcast of the same name. We believe the Earth is round. So whether big flats, small flats, or flats in between, tune into Flat Talk with me, Nigel Winthrop. And me, Wigsy. Available wherever you get your podcasts and exclusively on the Pub Network. I watched... Have you seen the movie Marnie before? I watched the Hitchcock movie Marnie. No, I have not. So it's half set in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And I bring this up because you're from Philadelphia yes. or the area. And Sean Connery plays a well-known Philadelphia businessman in the movie with Tippi Hedren. And he, his Philadelphia accent just sounds Scottish. He's just a Scottish <laughs> man saying, like, I was born here in Philadelphia. Barney, you need to get some help. But um, I saw you tweeted that Kevin Bacon's Philly yes. accent in um, Friday the 13th is bad, too. Oh, it's great. I mean, he he doesn't have it. He doesn't have it now. Like this, like, he was super young on Friday the Thirteenth. Like this was way before he was like a 
a star. So there's one part where like, you know, like right before he he fornicates and then dies, which is, you know, like <laughs> the, not to spoil anything for, you know, the kids out there. But um, sorry to any listeners who uh, hadn't got around to seeing that movie yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's only been out 40 years, like, but, you know, <laughs> um, no, but there's this part where they're out because I never I wasn't really listening for it. But when you hear it, it hits you like if you know what. Like, it's just really, it's, there's just no accent like it. It's crazy. Like if it, like sometimes I'll be watching like CNN in the afternoon and I'll, I'm not really paying attention. I'm like working or whatever. And I have it on in the background. And then, then Jake Tapper will say something and I'm like, whoa, buddy. <laughs> I'll be like the, the national beat. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> it is a wild accent. Like, yeah. I think I first realized it was a specific accent when the best show, like in John yes. Worcester doing Philly yeah. uh, Roy or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, we can't I mean, can it, the, the Ontario accent's kind of wacky a little bit if it can be, you know, in its extremes. But it is like a, it's a, it's like I feel like not everybody knows about it. You know, it's kind of under the radar. And then when you hear people doing it, it's like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. No. So what I like, they don't blew me over like when I because it's really something that really will really bring it out is the letter O and like especially the long O. And like you like the way the letter long O is pronounced, it's like they're like somehow 16 vowels <laughs> like the word the word no will somehow have 16 vowels in it and it's just like but um so kevin bacon to his date just goes let's get out of here we're gonna get soaked like <laughs> like the soaked oh my god i was like whoa so good. like i could see him like hanging out on south street like he's like <laughs> like going to get a salt going to get a cheesesteak at nick's like it, yeah like jogging through the Italian market. <laughs> You've been, right, James? You've been to, to Philly? Yes. I went to Philadelphia to do a show a few years ago, and it was so fun. And yeah, we went to, um, like, you know, did all the tourist stuff in Philadelphia. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we wanted to do, like, I, we wanted to, like, get a, you know, where do you get a cheesesteak? You know, like, a, like mm-hmm. a thing. And then, yeah, it was... Um, I'm obviously, you know, one was Gino's, right? Is the other one Nick's? There was like two across a street from each other. Yes, Pat's and Gino's. And Gino's is the one with the racist sign. I was going to bring that (laughs) up. Yes. Yes. We still ate there. But at the the cashier, it's like, speak English. This is America or something like that with an eagle image next to it. Yeah, like just in case they didn't drive that home enough, just like you know, the yeah. bird of prey of the talons. Like, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. That was, I mean, that wasn't cool, but it was interesting. It was like two like big neon signs right across from each other, yes. packed. And they were really good. So you heard, yeah, I, my first apartment was right across the street. Like you know how there's a baseball field, like you know, like yeah. right by the. So yeah, across that baseball field was my first apartment. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, cool. yeah, funny thing about that, like, so Joey Vento is the racist, well, RIP. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, all right. Um, he was the owner of that, the racist one, Gina's. And when he passed away, like, he was like, right before he passed away, I think he told his sons, like, no, that sign stays. So, like, he's on his deathbed, <laughs> wow. like, like he's about to die, and he like that's what he's thinking about. Is like, no, they so, don't speak English when they order my cheese. <laughs> that's his. Promise legacy. me you'll keep the family business racist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh 
I know, like, what dude? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> you have all the things to ensure that it's passed on. Yeah. Uh, like, you got wow. one foot out the door, and that's, like, what you're thinking about. Like, that. <laughs> I think like, when you get old, you got to at least understand that times change, like to just yeah. like, have all the things to cling to. Is it yeah. better? Like what? Which has better food, though? The racist one or the non one? Oh, damn. You kinda, we did I, get I, I one from each. Pe- we did get one from each and compare, but I honestly don't remember. They were pretty similar. To, yeah. I thought. Yeah. I, I was always a Pats fan. You kind of just pick mm. one and then that's your, you know, that's your... But, um, I mean, Boys to Men did film part of their video in front of Geno's, so it's a hard... Whoa! <laughs> yeah, which, Motown which Philly. Video? You see them singing right in front of Geno's? <laughs> nice. Are they yeah. from Philadelphia? Yes! Oh, I didn't Motown, know! Motown Philly. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> Even the guy with the cane? Yes. No, no, they brought him in. Oh. <laughs> they, they, they imported him from... Um, <laughs> from some... <laughs> You, you're because I've never been there. Is this apartment you? Is it near like where? Um, is it like the the real baseball stadium, or is it just like a a park with a baseball? Yeah, it's just like a field? little park, like kids play. Oh, okay. Yeah, not like the Phillies were hanging outside my window. <laughs> right. Yeah, I love Philadelphia. It was so fun. It's not like a too far drive from here. And uh, yeah, we yeah we did all the tourist stuff. I really yeah we went to the to the Muter Museum. The oh the, like, yeah, the museum Jeff- of oddities. Yeah, fun. you see all this. You see the big collection of things like foreign objects people have swallowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fun. And they had like you know fetuses in jars that yep. were weird that are like cool. conjoined and stuff. Yeah, really fun. It's kind of like a nice litmus test if you're dating someone. You're like, hey, you want to go to the Motor Museum? And they go, yeah. Then it's like, okay, yeah, it's true love. And then if they're like, no, why would I want to do that? Then you're like to rethink the whole relationship. <laughs> you know who I bet loves the Muter Museum? Glenn Danzig. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm sure he goes. I remember one time John Worcester tweeted about being on tour. It was Maybe it was a super chunk. I can't remember. And he tweeted about being in a bookstore with in Denver and Glenn Danzig walking in and making a beeline straight to the true crime section. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a second to spare. <laughs> Take me to the murder. What's your grisliest book? <laughs> I don't have any time. <laughs> Higher the body count, the better. I mean, Halloween's around the corner, and I guess that's the time where uh, that famous video of him uh, showing his library starts to go viral, oh, where God, he's like shirtless. Yeah. That's a great video. That is oh, a I great video. Um, it's like oh. if you ever wanted to see Glenn Danzig show off his book collection while he's shirtless, then I'm cool. <laughs> if I got it, I got a video for you. All right. <laughs> I didn't take him for a big reader. He should oh, remake he, it all these years later. Sort of do it every like ten years or so to see how his body is doing and like where he's up. at. Yeah. The yes. <laughs> seven up. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, the. Uh, we were James and I were talking about um, the Philly fanatic before we started recording. And, yeah, uh, there's a video of Tommy Lasorda from 1988. Oh yeah, he attacks the Philly fanatic quite viciously because mm-hmm. the Philly fanatic had been walking around with like an effigy of Lasorda, and yeah. Tommy lost it. Yeah, it's wow. really yeah. Philly. <laughs> he did the same to Yupi in um, the Montreal Expos. Uh, mascot in the 70s i think he got him ejected from a game 
because he was making fun of him. So Tommy Lasorda didn't seem to have Tommy much Lasorda of a sense of humor. Like a cry, baby. <laughs> yeah, man up, Lasorda. <laughs> are you? Oh my God, uh, Maggie. Do, I mean, I don't want this to be a painful memory, but were you? Yeah. Are you a Phillies fan? And were you? Do you remember the '93 World Series? Yeah. Oh, dude. I okay. So. I do remember the the ninety three World Series. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was painful. I mean, also my grandpa died before, like a, a couple weeks before that. So, um. Oh. So it's and like my favorite memory, of my grandpa was like, I have two favorite memories. One of him was like laughing at people on um, laughing at people on um. Like Wheel of Fortune when they lost, like he really loved it. <laughs> like he really loved them. People like so, when they solved it incorrectly, and he could just look like, laugh at them. And it's like, Grandpa, you can barely read, so I don't know what like <laughs> what <laughs> you. Th- so that so that was like memory number one. Like he really went off when people just like ate shit on Wheel of Fortune, and then <laughs> memory number two is like he would just call the Phillies the bums all the time. <laughs> Uh. And so be like, ah, you bums. And he'd just be like in his chair and then like calling them bums and fall asleep. (laughs) And so like when they got to the World Series, I couldn't like rub it in his face. And I was like so sad about that. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, because I I love the Jays, you know, I I was glued to that too. But even though I'm a huge Jays fan, like that was the the Phillies early 90s team was the best. Like they were so funny. John yeah. Crock was like 300 pounds and like had a mullet and um, yeah, Darren Dalton, Darren Dalton, Lenny Dykstra, who like, has oh. he been arrested? Like he's like a big scam artist guy now. Oh, I had dinner with him a couple years ago. Oh my God. Yeah. What? For Esquire. Um, yeah. Cause he was on, cause he was promoting his um, memoir and that was probably the most stressful two hours of my life. Oh my God. What was that like? <laughs> So it was supposed to be a phone interview. And so I pick up the phone and it's like Lenny and he's asking me questions about myself. And he goes like, oh, you're in New York. And I go, yes. And he goes like, well, don't you want to meet me? Oh <laughs> like, why do you want to do this on the phone? Do you want to meet me? And um, and I'm like, he's like, it's kind of like, why go to the field and put on a uniform if you're not going to play? And I was like, well, he's. <laughs> Wow. Yes, that that met- metaphor tracks. So he's like, yeah, I'll take you to Justin Timberlake's <laughs> restaurant. Or like, he ended up taking me to, um, I think, like a Ritz-Carlton for dinner wow. in like lower Manhattan. Um, but what was it he was wearing? Just, was he wearing like a fine suit or was he dressed no. like in jogging pants? Um, like he dressed like he worked at Blockbuster Video. Like he had a um, <laughs> like a powder blue like polo shirt and um, khakis. And a baseball cap, and he didn't have any teeth. Like he, okay. his teeth had been knocked out of his head in jail. So, okay. <laughs> so he was missing his top teeth at that point, but um, wow. which is real interesting. Like watching him eat, but um, no dentures <laughs> even. Uh, no, I think he he had them, but he didn't have them in. Like he, wow. so, like yeah. So I get off the phone, and then like I'm realizing like what a maniac he is, and like. And I could tell his publicist was really nervous, like that he Lenny Dexter was going to be like unsupervised of a woman somewhere. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, it was just like this, you know, like if you know anything about Lenny Dykstra, you know, like this is a loose cannon. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Wow. Did they give you like a tranquilizer? (laughs) I needed one because like after he got off the phone, like I'm waiting for him at the at the hotel. Then he calls me and starts yelling at me. 
And oh. he's like, what, what kind of story are you going to write about me? So I guess like his like publicist got it in his head that like, like these are this, this isn't your friends. Like, be careful. Wow. <laughs> like, this isn't like, you know, be careful what you say. And like, so then he just starts yelling at me. <laughs> so I've got like about 10 minutes of being yelled at by Lenny Dykstra on the phone um, before he gets there. And then he finally calms down and then just order, lets me order whatever I want and so we sit there for a while and it was just like, I mean, if you read the article, it's just like, I, there's not a lot I can remember off the top of my head, but it's just incredible. <laughs> wow. That's like, amazing. Oh yeah. my God. I'm going to read that. And <laughs> I remember, all I remember of, of him as a player was like loads of tobacco. Yes. Yeah. So like I remember. He was big into it. Well, the next day, like the, um, his publicist, cause I went without incident. Um, like I was going to, I was late to my own birthday party because like, I wasn't going to say no to hanging out with Lenny Dystra. Like, <laughs> <to one Yeah. laughs> so I went to dinner, um, you know, and just that was an experience. Um, and then the next day, the publicist is like, hey, how'd it go? And I can kind of sense like a caginess. Like, <sighs> he's like, hey, and he's sending me like smiley face emojis. I'm like, it went well. And then all of a sudden my phone rings and it's the publicist. He's like, hey, so how'd it go? And I just start actually telling him like what it's like the kind of shepherd that guy and he and I just hear a lot of like really labored sighing. <laughs> and then there was a point like after the interview was done where he asked me if I had a boyfriend. Oh and my God. yeah, so I was like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> very serious relationship. Wow, it would have been and, quite a move if you brought Lenny Dykstra to your birthday. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Man, I, God, and then um. And then so he's like, okay. And so I just hear this labored sighing on the other end. And then he's just like, and I'm like, okay, he didn't do anything inappropriate. He's like, okay, good. Because I was afraid he was gonna, and he kind of trails off. And it's like, I realize his publicist is calling to make sure that Lenny Dykstra didn't sexually assault me. Oh, <laughs> you know Jesus what I mean? Because <laughs> this guy was definitely like, yeah, because he arranged it. He arranged the phone interview. Then like. Right. Oh my God. But once I realize what's happening, oh, you're making sure like I did not get assaulted by Lenny Dykstra. <laughs> oh my God! Wow, Oof. <laughs> that is so bananas, wow. man. Yeah, That's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like it's like no, he was fine. And then my my dad read the interview, and I'm like, and I go, Dad, what'd you think? And he goes, Oh, I loved it. It really flowed. You did such a good job. I'm like, Dad, you have nothing to say about the fact that I was unsupervised of a sex offender. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm pretty sure he was arrested for you know like for some sex crimes <laughs> right. well can i ask when you when you were in this restaurant were like is he do people recognize him and like wave or like ask for autographs or do people kind of keep their distance if they see him? um no it was pretty empty so the, and the waitress didn't recognize him didn't know who he was and like and when she he was so he was making kind of small talk with her and um when she mentioned she was from China, he tells her, you know, China has the most billionaires in the world. And it's like, that was not true. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked it up and there, there's like, no, that's not, no, that's not true, Lenny. <laughs> he, he just like, he, he quoted just some like bizarre statistic to her that was like not even in the universe of like in the stadium of true. Because didn't, yeah, he, he, he got into finance or, or something. Yeah, he was running like the players club. He was running like... Like he was giving out finance tips, yeah. and then he, he owned car washes. He just really seemed like a sketchy 
yeah, Coke yeah. money dude. Yeah. And then that happened to Kurt Schilling from that team too, right? Like he, he, I don't know if he went bankrupt, but he lost a ton of money on a video game company or something. And he's a nut too. I don't think he's as bad as Dykstra maybe. I don't know about like his like financial misfortune, but I just know right. he just went really kind of creepy right wing. Yes. Or maybe he always was. And it's just like now he can, you know, really let his freak flag fly. But like. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's kind of like I love baseball, but it's kind of a you kind of realize that maybe most of the white guys are basically MAGA guys. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them. And it's just kind of like, OK, then you have to be able to like kind of turn on a dime when you hear like you yeah. always have to brace yourself for like the domestic violence. Um, mm, know. Yeah, things like that. It's awful. Which it's is like so things bad. like steroids, like really, you know, like aggravate, like, okay, you're kind of aggro. Well, let's put, oh my God, it's so true. Let's, let's throw a drug on top of that. That makes you even more aggressive. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's just awful. Uh. Awful. But, um, yeah, baseball. Love it. Oh, but- me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Yeah. The last baseball game I saw was not this season, obviously the last year's season. And I, uh, can't remember anything that happened, except it was funny to use the, uh, in the men's room at the, what is it, the Sky Dome, the Rogers Center, they have that trough-like urinal, uh, which I bet <laughs> they don't have in, a, in the women's room. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, I just remembered something. I remembered um, something from my Lenny Dykstra interview was that, like, I was really fascinated by the fact that he, like, when he was in jail, he discovered, like, a love of reading. Like, there was... I think the dude in the cell next to him was like the head of a gang, some notorious gang. And like to shut him up, just threw like a John Grisham paperback into his cell. And like, and like, and that opened, that like changed Lenny Dexter's life into like, then he began this love of, you know, literature. <laughs> but, you know, which, which was like air, you know, like air, you know, like airport paperbacks, but. <laughs> That's so funny. Was, I wonder he if he got, did, yeah, he probably did great in prison. Like, I feel like if you're an ex-baseball player, people are probably, you know, you're probably safe. Well, I think the guards didn't like him. He says that the reason he doesn't have teeth is because the guards, like, one night just beat him up. Like, Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, just, and the way he conducts himself, I w- it does seem like he has some kind of head or nerve injury. Mm. Like, he's kind of shaky. He doesn't, like, I mean, I'm obviously not in a position, position to diagnose, but, like, yeah. <laughs> You know, just like a little, little shaky. There's kind of like a not not a lot of linear thought. Like it's just kind of like he'll kind of switch when you're talking to him, and sometimes it'd be hard to follow. Like that that kind of thing where it's like, okay, there's some mm-hmm. kind of head trauma. Maybe he's, I think. Uh, sounds like he's read too much John Grisham. That might yeah. be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. <laughs> he has that effect on people. <laughs> it's, it's like that that John Carpenter movie uh, in the Mouth of Madness. His books yeah. have an effect on people. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is that the Sam Neill one? Yes. Yeah, that movie's so good. Yeah, I saw that in the theater. Oh wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Seeing movies. I know. I think that's why we're just so excited by the fact that you could see a movie. Movies. I beyond anything else, I miss going going to movies. I don't miss going to like live music or really mm-hmm. comedy even it's mostly movies i really miss i like that little whisper movie that the comedy don't tell anyone i could be Secret. sunk my my whole career could be over <laughs> i know can you can you in in uh in new york you can go to the movies right like we can too but i yeah no, I, I haven't done you can't there no i don't think they're open here 
Yeah. Like no matter how many videos Tom Cruise wants to make of him going to the movies and being right. excited about it. <laughs> to see Tenet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like yeah. like I love how Christopher Nolan acted like the pandemic was like pretty much only happening to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but my but my movie. I remember like I had just gotten laid off like right before the pandemic hit and my friend John was telling me that oh you should John DeVore, great writer. Shout out to John. Um and he was telling me that, like, you know, being laid off, it's great to just kind of go to the movies alone in the afternoon and clear your head. And then and then the like and then the the, the plague just shut down everything. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, it's so true. I, I like going to the movie. I mean, I haven't don't do it too often, but going to the movies alone is really fun. Yeah, I like it. Like a weird daytime alone movie. Yeah, no, that's yeah. good stuff. I know. I miss that, too. I, and I just before we recorded, I saw a tweet that was like the Oxford vaccine getting paused because uh, of bad reaction for some people. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. Good. That's good. I feel, yeah, I feel good about this. I feel good. <sighs> I, you know, I think with the leadership we have in the U.S., I think yeah. I, I feel really good about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys have the perfect guy in there. Like, it's not I'm not like talking out of school when I say that, like, Donald Trump killed John Prine, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, he did. Yeah, uh, it is. Like, he's to blame. Yeah, it is wild because, like, when he got in, you know what I mean. Like, I think, I think, really, I thought, well, you know, it'll just be like a regular four years, and this sucks. But <laughs> you know what? What's going to happen? That it would be really bad for him to be in during this time, and then literally the worst thing in a in a long time happened. Yeah, yeah. It's just like wow, just, all of life just basically shut down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how is it for for like up in Canada. So I imagine you got, I mean, you guys have an p- actual public health system and, um, yeah. yeah, you know, it hasn't like, um, I found that, I mean, I don't think the cases ever went too bananas. I think Montreal, mm-hmm. it got kind of bad, but in Toronto, it, it, it hasn't gotten too bad. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of long periods of kind of feeling like, oh, it's, you know, this isn't too crazy, but it's starting to creep up now. And I'm a little worried for the winter because, yeah. you know, it's going to be cold. And I, you know, I, if you're going to be inside a lot, uh, and it's cold and dark. That yeah. might suck. But yeah. At this yeah. point, it hasn't felt too. I would say too. Like like good. restaurants. Like you can't go to restaurants or anything, you right? You can now. Okay. You can go In- yeah. indoors or outdoors. We only have outdoors, and even that feels like sketchy to me. I can't. Uh, now yeah. we have indoors. Whoa! Which seems crazy. I have to yeah, say, we, I I am not the, going indoors. Me neither. No. Do you think like you're gonna? Do you ever get scared? You're gonna forget how to socialize. <laughs> or yes. how to act around other people. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I almost feel like I should be wearing a mask just to be on this like podcast. Yeah, <laughs> like like I don't, <laughs> I don't want any of my germs to like, go through this microphone. <laughs> and I think my brain's already been rewired because if I'm if I'm watching TV or a movie and people are hugging or something, I for a second, a hundred percent think, oh no, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I wonder yeah. if we'll for, just forever feel a bit weird about that i don't know or at least it'll take a yeah. while oh yeah i was like talking to a guy on okay cupid then i just go like no it's like i can't meet a guy during a plague like, I, oh, <laughs> like how do suck. i yeah. how does that work during a, a pandemic do people change their bios to say like what, what if they're like anti-mask or pro or <laughs> whatever like, i mean i haven't um like i haven't like used it in earnest but I've kind of just flipped through out of boredom just to see what's happening. And people are just like, Hey, let's meet up. Let's, let's have a pandemic, uh, 
tryst or whatever. Let's like meet up and <laughs> and it's like no, dude, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the the head the head of Canada's health uh, like a few weeks ago made news because she was recommending that people wear uh, masks during sex in Canada, yeah. like with with yeah. a new partner. And everyone had a real field day making jokes about wearing a mask while doing it. But um, yeah, I think I think the glory hole probably is having a resurgence right now. Too. <laughs> like, did, wasn't that a genuine thing here that they also recommended glory holes in like the British Columbia Health Guide or something? Now, whoa, they really did. Wasn't there? Mike? I would like to see this guide. <laughs> so, yeah. Who is? Is it like um, who? Al Goldstein of Screw Magazine? Is he the? Uh, <laughs> The head of public health. Like yeah, here. there really was some recommendation that loosely implied, like maybe you, you know, there's a maybe, wall uh, in between you. Hand jobs <laughs> in the park under the tree. <laughs> That's you all stay healthy. <laughs> or just like a hand jobs with like a fake, you know, like a prosthetic hand. You're like oh, yeah. <laughs> holding a hand from a distance. <laughs> oh, oh. grim. Um, there was, there is a small but vocal, uh, like coronavirus skeptic anti-masking group in Toronto, and they had a, uh, I don't know if you heard about this, James. There was like a all-night rave on Saturday night at Cherry Beach here in Toronto. Mm. It was put on by the group Mothers Against Masking, and uh, it was an all-night rave I, with people. I who do not were believe just, that's a real group. Mothers, Mothers Against, against Masking. They organized a rave. <laughs> And people didn't social distance and just partied. And there's a video of them like doing like poorly dancing. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Party put on by your mother. That's good. Yeah. Wow. Cool moms. Well, something that blows my mind is like, like Herman Cain dying, and no one seems to feel bad about it. Right. Like, he was like, pretty, and he sort of was like, "COVID's no big deal." Right before, right? Yeah, and he's taking pictures at that Tulsa rally, which was just a disaster <laughs> on so many levels. And then he dies, and it's like no one seems to feel any responsibility, huh? Like, that's so <laughs> funny. And Did like Trump- his his account is still like posting like just <laughs> MAGA propaganda. It's just crazy. You like these funny? people just do not care. I know. I I actually do think like like. In a way that probably often benefits Americans more than Canadians, like I think Canadians are more willing to take orders from the government in some funny way. Like, I suppose it's like the American like rebellion, you know, Mm -hmm. like Canada never rebelled. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it just kind of gradually became a country. And it's like, I think it's a (laughs) funny thing. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no one will notice. We'll just just hang out over here. Pretty much. Or just so it's out. Like, I think it's in the American identity to be maybe to be like a bit skeptical of the government yes. telling you you got to do something. And here it's a little more. There's still crazy people here, but a little more like, OK, I guess we will. And, but like a, um, mm. On the flip side of that, I think like American individualism. Yeah. Is a real, you know, a real liability. It's that that inability to see like working for a collective good is, you know, also yeah, a problem. Right. Yeah, maybe in this particular time. Yeah, yeah. And others. And others. (laughs) And others. others. (laughs) We've started doing a thing at the end of our episodes, Maggie. Yeah. uh, Where we delve into our draft folders on Twitter. Okay. And we... uh, we uh, sort of read some unsuccessful, untweeted thoughts 
uh, for a segment. Um, are you interested in, in helping? Let's us see. Let's or? see what I, I don't know if I have anything good in there. I think it's just like things I tried to tweet while I was on the subway. Oh yeah, that's, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. But let's see. And it just didn't Mine go is a bad one. Yeah, we can go first to sort of give you uh, okay an example of how terrible uh, they can be. But this is our segment uh, called Draft Folder Disasters. No! Okay. James, you want to go first? Sure, I'll I'll go first. Um, this is a, a tweet I wrote and then did not tweet out and just saved to my drafts. And uh, the tweet is, Siri, play Red Red Wine by UB40. And that's it. So. And you didn't tweet that. I didn't tweet that. I think I was, truth be told, drunk when I thought that might be a good tweet. And then elected. And then I think I thought, you know what? That were you wine drunk? There. Yes. Yes. Well, were you picturing maybe I a guy I also do had- like that song. I really yeah. do. And I've watched the video a hundred times. Were you picturing that tweet from the point of view of like a guy who had <laughs> had a successful date and things were getting romantic and he dimmed the lights and he wanted to have some mood music. So he told Siri to play Red Red Wine. Oh, that's I like that. Maybe I think it was from the point of view of literally drunk me. OK, but you know Neil Diamond wrote that song. Wow. No, I knew it was a cover. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Who who would have thought UP40 covering <laughs> Neil Diamond? All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll do uh, another draft folder disaster if you guys are interested. Sure. Um, this is from the other night. I didn't tweet it. Uh, here we go. I'm thinking of becoming a cop because I like having a zillion little accessories on my belt. <laughs> <laughs> like that, Mike. Didn't tweet it's it. Good. I was thinking, imagine someone who just becomes a police officer because they want to have like a billion trinkets and little doodads yeah, and gizmos. Like David, David Clark. That. No one has mind that the the policeman's belt has a lot they of have things no, on it. They don't have a sense of duty or a sense of <laughs> wanting to improve their community. They just want a bunch of knickknacks. I like yeah. that. Bravo, Mike. So I have one from, I guess, two months ago where I just tried to reply to someone for the love of Christ. And I can't tell what it was even about. <laughs> For the love of and Christ. Then, and then I tried to reply to someone else. She should be kicked out of Wawa. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who should have been kicked out of Wawa, but What's someone. Wawa, Wawa is a, um, a convenience store in the Philly area, and it's great. <laughs> so someone was doing something weird in Wawa. Yeah, and I thought I had to protect Wawa. <laughs> is Wawa spelled <laughs> W-A-W-A? Yes, sir. Whoa. Is it ever? That's a wild name for a store. You did not see Wawa as a big red sign everywhere when you were in Philly? Damn, I don't remember. I, I don't remember it. Did I you even go to Philly? Did I did. You- I swear. <laughs> I swear to God. Is it oh only my- in Pennsylvania, this this chain, or is it elsewhere? It's um like Pennsylvania and South Jersey and some other places. Not in New York, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, you know, but where you go to get tasty cakes, soft pretzels, coffee. Right. Hmm. We used to have, yeah. I guess, an Ontario-specific chain of uh, convenience stores called Becker's. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, oh like the uh, like the Ted Danson uh, sitcom. That's what inspired it. Yeah. <laughs> had a caricature of Ted with a doctor's coat. Uh, yeah. Wasn't he a doctor in that? I don't know. Becker. Are you thinking well, of Empty Nest with a uh, Richard oh, Mulligan? That was good. A dog Girl spinoff, Girl spin-off. right? What was yeah. his name? The actor, um, Richard Mulligan. Yes. Oh. I have another one I could do of a draft full of disaster if anyone's right. interested. Sure. Um, please. please don't judge me too harshly. It's not very good. Um, this is from late. They all seem to be from late at night. Isn't that interesting? Um, <laughs> here it is. I'm still friends with everybody I ever bought anything off of from Craigslist. I don't know what I was going for. <laughs> That's good. Didn't Mike. tweet it. <laughs> Well, you know what? Something... You do have a little relationship with those people. You feel all... it does feel like Tinder a little bit. Yes, I think so because you're you know you're texting where do you meet up and then you wonder what they're gonna look like. Like, <laughs> like for instance, I once bought I think this microphone off of a man off Craigslist who I met in the rain in downtown Toronto, and he asked me to get into his car for the transaction. Oh and imagine God. if I still kept in touch with that guy. And like, How's it going? <laughs> Hey, how, 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 how are you doing? How's COVID? <laughs> Were you buying uh, drugs? <laughs> I should have. <laughs> <laughs> I once sold a printer to a girl and we were, you know, Ooh. over Craigslist and we're messaging and it was really cheap. It was like $20 I was selling it for just to kind of get rid of it. And she's like, I'm a poor, you know, she was kind of almost without seeing me at all, almost being a little flirty, frankly, and was sort of like, I'm a university student and oh any chance you could give it for 10 and i'm kind of in my head like what's the point for ten dollars and i kind of said well sorry no and then so she was really friendly and borderline flirty and then it ended up being the full twenty dollars was the agreed price and when she came to pick it up she scowled at me the flirting was fake man you thought you thought the stripper liked you (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're right Mm, rookie may, mistake, may. man. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, Maggie, before yeah. we go, um, I have heard that you are going to be part of a book. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wrote a... What what book did I write, help write? Um, I wrote a chapter of a book called What to Watch When, and it's about what TV shows to binge for each mood. Ooh. So I have the best chapter called What to Watch When You Want to Wallow. Ooh, and fun. I talk about nice. all the best TV shows in that. And it comes out November 3rd. And I absolutely get no extra compensation if you buy it. But you should anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I will be buying a copy for my mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you tell us some of the, the shows you mentioned? Or is that or is an NDA? I think, I, think that, I think that might be. I think I might have NDA'd that. Uh, all right. So that I'm going to take that to the grave with me and or to <laughs> November 3rd when it comes out. <laughs> All right. Well, we can link to that and to all of your other social media stuff in our uh, episode notes and stuff. Oh, thank you. So get ready for the deluge of followers from our uh, listenership. Excited. I cannot wait. All the Canadian comedians. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. The whole Toronto comedy scene. Yes. All of us. You've been here once, right? Yeah. Yeah. You weren't here. I mean, we hung out in LA that one time, but you were not in... Toronto, the one time I went. Yeah, I, w- I think that was, I was that, was, that was rude of you to not be in Toronto when I was yeah, there. Nice job, Mike. Forgive me for trying to improve my uh, uh, career and then yeah. having to return to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
they're worse places to return to have to return to. Absolutely, yeah. I I, I think that's true. But I remember we yeah. we met in Little Tokyo, and uh, it was nice to meet you. And I think you were reading a book about the teardrop explodes. And yes. I remember saying to you, I didn't really know much about them, and I didn't know if I liked them. But now, I like them. Big, big fan, yeah. Yeah. So can we say the influence I've had on your life is immeasurable? Absolutely, yeah. Yes. Um, five <laughs> years later, I love that band. <laughs> yeah, great band, huh? <laughs> They're great. Um, all right, well, Maggie, thank you so much for joining us from NYC. I had, I had so much fun. Thanks so much, Maggie. Yeah, so great to hang out with you, kind of, James. <laughs> yeah, you too. Not exactly like your interaction with Mike in L.A. in the book and everything, but you know, yeah. this is pretty good. I, maybe I can get you into a band the next week. Please. The next <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Thanks, Maggie. Bye. You kids be good. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! We're going, We're going back, back to back. back. Hello and welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, Basketball Podcast. Podcast. I'm your host, Freddie Rivas, and um, who who in in the hell are you, sir? Uh, your producer, Matt Duncan. Uh, we are uh, a, a you know a fan podcast. We talk yeah. about Raptors, NBA, but we're pretty freaking insightful. TBH, huge. Yeah. Um, so you know, even if I don't have access to the bowels of the ACC. Yeah. I still got a version of the scoop, okay? Yeah. A seasoned seat holder's right. uh, bird's eye. If people want to listen to this podcast, where, where, where are they going to find us? Oh, you can rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Listen, anywhere you get your podcasts, or you can listen at thesonarnetwork.com.